Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm this morning, my close as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Arsenal take on West Ham. You know, not the not the easiest of games away from home always. I mean, and I know they've been struggling, but you know, West Ham had always been a notoriously tough game away from home. I mean, we never I think barring at Alexis Sanchez, you know, Astrid, we never really go there and really, you know, run at Ampert. Yeah. It's always a close game. So, you know, before kickoff, I was really telling you, I just felt a bit, you know, nervous. I don't know why. I mean, I do normally feel nervous, but for some reason, I just felt like after that Liverpool game, you know, this was maybe the moment to, for us to set ourselves right and get back onto that pathway again. I mean, like going into the game, of course, we didn't have uh, Saliba in, in the squad. And then also, I think within the last day or so before the match, Zinchenko so also had to pull out through injury. But I think, like many said, now it's more of a precaution than, a, you know, almost like a, uh, like a real long-term injury. Um, so also get the game underway. And I mean, everything looks good, like in the first few minutes. Um, of course, yeah, Party nearly gets caught out in position as he tries to, you know, like trick himself out of the arsenal there by the corner flag and he, he man- manages to, like, you know, clear the ball, but it, it cannons off uh, Rice. But, I mean, again, something as basic of just getting rid of the ball or whatever and, and Thomas Party is trying to, you know, goof on the ball. So, you know, right then, then I mean, of course, early, early doors in the game, but still quite annoying to see. Then, seven minute Arsenal ping the ball around uh, ben White ends up feeding the ball across goal. Jesus ends up darting in and taps home and also goal 1-0 up. Yeah, 1-0 up. I couldn't believe my eyes, you know, so early on in the game, um, taking the lead and you're thinking to yourself, you know, that after City's um, result, 3-1, you thought, okay, you know, maybe we can just push that goal difference because now, you know, you as much as you're focusing on this game, you're thinking to yourself, you know, if things go south at the Etihad, you know, we still level on points and, 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 and you know, so just trying to push up the goal. So, you know, you're kind of just hoping Arsenal can keep on that pressure. Yeah. Then 10th minute, Martinelli ends up getting past the uh, West Ham fullback. He ends up in, after two attempts, he does get the cross curl in. Odegaard ends up darting in at the far post and volleys past Fabianski and Arsenal go 2 0 up and offline. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking to myself, 3 4, 5 even, you know, if we. It can narrow that gap, you know, even even you know by three goals to City, and yeah. you know it's 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 pressure on them, you know, thinking themselves that because in their mind they're thinking that you know if they beat us the Etihad and they back themselves, you know, yeah. let's face it, City backs themselves to beat anybody at the Etihad, and you know that extra point almost goes out the window because it's like a total sh- shootout, like you know if 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 if, if if they even the, if they have to beat us and they have to win all their games, so you know two nine. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, Arsenal just keep on playing this way because you know West Ham looked flat, they looked deflated, they played on Thursday. It's like you know everything was against West Ham. Then 15 minutes, West Ham now start using their long throwing as a weapon, and Arsenal do start looking shaky in dealing with it. Then 32nd minute penalty to West Ham, a Thomas Park oh. error. Ends up leading the ball, breaking into the the Arsenal box. Gabriel in, comes in clumsily with a sliding tackle and he takes that backward and with him get the penal. That was two moments of madness. First of all, like, you know, what the hell is Thomas Party doing? Like, I heard Michael Owen, you know, I think David Seaman and they were talking, they were like, would Thomas Party have done that flick at, at, at no-no? 
You know, I don't think he would have. I mean, the, the, I don't know what, where this arrogance and cockiness comes in. All you do is just play the ball, play the play where you face. Or, I mean, you don't. I try to flick the ball. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not even complaining about that handball. You know, people are saying, you know, is the handball. You know, I wasn't even like, you know, I, it, it looked like a not a handball to me. And then Gabriel goes flying in. I mean, Bakueta looks like he's actually losing the ball. Yeah, the way he knocks it. And Gabriel, it, it just seems like whenever he plays with a holding, he seems a shaky player for some reason. I don't even remember even that that um, season when he was, when Louise got injured and, and then um, he had to play next year. He seems a bit more shaky. But then he goes there and he just goes and clatters through um, Paqueta to give away the penalty. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, two comedies of errors and you are thinking to yourself, why on earth did you do that? You've just led West Ham now a lifeline, and obviously now you're hoping for Aaron Ramsdale to make a penalty save, and also you know you you're asking for a lot for two penalty misses in a row. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, by the time Benzema steps up, you know, I, you know, I actually just started watching the net. I knew not to play because I knew Ramsdale was going to go the wrong way either way. Because I mean, the, my, my son was just telling me like, you know, hopefully he just stays in his line and he was like forces. You know, Ben Rama to to make a almost like a snap decision, but I mean, he already threw himself. I mean, the minute he threw, flung himself the one side, you could see his uh, Ben Rama is just opening his foot up, and I mean, they go to uh, they pull it down to two one. Uh, I don't know. How you started feeling, but I started getting um, um, jittery. Actually, okay. like you know, it's almost like um, you know, thinking to yourself of last week and, and now the fans are up and the fans are going, you know. And I was still hopping back to the Thomas party decision. Like, what are you doing on the edge of your box? That type of flick. I know it's the way they play, but I mean, back to basics. I mean, they were, but they were almost under a cosh. It's like they under the cosh. It's almost like they, they play, they peak, and then they're like, almost like plateau and just play at a certain level. Hoping that the team is going to tie themselves out, but it's like West Ham. It's like that arrogance and cockiness of Arsenal almost like spurred West Ham on to and to 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 equalize. And then I mean, look, thirty-fifth minute, Thomas Partey again, casual on the ball, gets caught in position. He ends up trying to win the ball back. He ends up, of course, now with, he's like clearly showing a, a sign, you know, signs of a player that's uh, lost <coughs> lost his, uh, concentration, and he takes out the uh, or I don't know who the player was, but I mean, he ends up getting booked. Yeah, no, I, I think it was Ben Rama that he, he, he tried to like pull down, and you could see. That, <coughs> I don't know if it was a, a thing um, that that goal he gave away kind of rattled him, and his concentration yeah. was really lost because he just seemed all over the place after that. And yeah. you know, uh, all of a sudden now, um, West Ham are like on top of Arsenal consistently, and you know, like I said, I was just kind of hoping we can make it to half time at. To, at, at still at 2-1 because I was, I was thinking to myself, Arteta needs to talk to these guys because they just look like they they, they look lost. I mean, look, 38th minute, there was also now moments where, look, besides Kufa being a danger now from throwings, that he was not taking all the corners as well. So all of a sudden, Arsenal struggling from the Kufa corners as well because Ramza was not trying to awkwardly clear the ball at times. And I mean, he was... You know, really under pressure. I mean, the defense weren't helping you out. Rob Holding looked like he was getting bullied by Antonio. So, I mean, uh, we really looked like, I mean, it looked like Emma Chow watching how everything was playing out because, you know, the thing that was irking me, 
And I, this is what I also going like I'm gonna go now straight, you know, where it blends now from the end of the first half into the second half. If you know you're under the cosh, why are you giving throw-ins every time in your third of the box, like the yeah of the half? Because every time you knew that is all we said about doing and I know for some reason it was just throwing like in my head something that Pep said back in the day to his teams also when they would play. When they knew they were playing a team with, you know, like no, I wouldn't say long ball merchant, but a long throw merchant or whatever. You would tell them you don't give him a corner and you don't give him throws anyway to the like you know close to the halfway line and in their half give them the ball there but you do not give the ball you just if you know that is going to be the main threat you keep you you deny him that sort of thing and we were just like Tierney every time hacking the ball there. I mean you just knew what was going to come every time yeah I knew it was going to be the long throw panic and and you know like like you said like Rob Holding was being targeted all the time. Yeah, you know they knew they could put pressure on him. They knew he was the weakness, and you know, after like followed by that, what I wanted to say is, while they were trying to as well, you know, force Tierney to play that um, kind of center, center, like a Sinchenko role, inverted, um, yeah. inverted, le- inverted left back. I mean, he's not that. He's that typical old school left back yeah, yeah. that he takes down the wing, and you could see he was uncomfortable on the ball. He was giving away possession a lot of the time. And, like, you know, his performance probably came under a bit of scrutiny as well. But, you know, it's not his game. That's not his game. And you're trying to, force, you know, force him. I mean, Tierney was one of our better players for the past few seasons. And it's almost like he's looking like an afterthought now, which I feel really bad for as well. I mean, you know, what was also shocking me, you know, bringing the holding up now, it's like Antonio was backing into him every time. And the minute... Antonio, you know, chased the ball like when when, when uh, Fabianski was playing route one. It, uh, Antonio would get the ball on his chest, bring it to his feet, lay it off to one of the runners coming, and then by the time he spins of holding, he's gone. Then holding can't catch up yeah. to him. Holding can't catch up to him. He tries all the time, but he like hacks him down instead of, you know, he he, he fouls him like you know all, all the time and 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 that that comes down. I mean, you and I spoke about it, you know, with the moments the lever pulled up. You know, that's part of the moments that, you know, kind of you might go back to at the end of the season with his back. But, you know, you, you kind of thought, you know, maybe you tried to push Tierney as a centre-back rather, maybe. Yeah. You know, you still have that, 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 I mean, he does it for Scotland. Or maybe you try yeah. a back three even, you know, with, with the likes of Ben White, um, Tierney and, and Gabriel. You know, something because it, it, it's... As you can see, and I, I, I fear for my, for my, if we must um, go to the Etihad and, and have and have to play with Rob Holding at centre back. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, for the ninth minute, you know, Arsenal were now, you know, forcibly camped now in our own half because what what I was also picking up in that game was no, we were almost like our own worst enemy because we were slowing down the pace of the game, which was now just playing in their hands because. If you think that that, that blitz started we had at the start, that first 15 minutes, West Ham couldn't live with us. The minute we started slowing things down, they were just plugging every, you know, like a double bus, uh, blocking us like two banks of four, and we were not going to get through. Because now all of a sudden, like, you could see the more desperate Arsenal are getting to to, to, to extend it, like, to go 3-1 up. The the channels weren't there anymore because West Ham were constantly closing it down, and we were taking like every time two, three, four, five touches. And if it's not working, then we go all the way back again. And, and it's almost like it was bringing back those 
you know, the final period of Ovinga days where, like, there was no sort of plan, like, what to do now. Like, okay, the team was now parking the bus. Are we going to get through them now? Because we're going to still try to play intricate football and that, that door's already been shut. So why is nobody even use, using the initiative of trying something different or even eating the odd long ball? Because you could see West Ham wouldn't want to start the build-up again from the back. Yeah, and 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 to be honest with you, like I know Arsenal, we've <clears throat> we've gone through this season, but like that is the second time, like you know, we've lost games, we've thrown games, but this is the second time where, like you know, the second half comes and we look stifled. I mean, we it's still two one, we still have the lead, and we look almost like lost and all. Like you said, this is the first time, like like after like Anfield as well. I just look at they don't have, didn't have a plan, but. Just to soak up the pressure and just boot the yes, ball. Yes, yes, exactly. Because I mean, like, I mean, look, my son was already losing his fucking mind. Sorry, sorry, I'm to apologize. But I mean, when we were now in 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 like in the sort of defense and that, it's like, why are they trying to hang on the ball so long? I mean, ping the ball out, get that that, that fast flowing move going forward. Because every time we were like playing that pedestrian football. You could just see every time that uh, that whole defense of of Wisdom are, you know, edging themselves, edging, edging themselves to the halfway line, and then you could see because I think at, at one point my, my son was saying like, why can't we get out of half? Because I said, because Wisdom have now set the whole defensive line on the halfway line, so that is almost like as far as we're gonna go. If we're not gonna play, you know, like a route one ball, we are not gonna get out of our half, and that is what we were still trying to be clever or trying to outwit him and still trying to play through that line. So that is why we were never. Remember, there was a period, I don't know if it was from um, just after the 55th, I mean, we still get to the ball penalty shot as well with us. But there was also a period where we just could not get out. Every time we were, Ramsdale was kicking the ball, gets intercepted. Uh, the defense would try to play the ball out, intercepted. The ball was now not, like, Jesus wasn't even helping out anymore because he was trying to somehow add bodies there to the midfield and defensive line. Yeah, it was frustrating, and and like I said, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's a fact that I don't mean to sound like it's one player, but if the if Saliba being missing has been a massive factor in 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 the way we playing and the way we press and the way we you know move as a team. But I mean, like you said, you know, we were we were struggling. We were like it was almost like amateur hour. Players getting the ball nicked off them. It's like yeah. a swarm was coming on, and you were just hoping that. Somehow, somewhere, we could get the third goal. Then, similarly, against the run of play, uh, 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 Mikel Antonio he ends up charging down a Martinelli shot. I mean, the ref ends up blowing for penalty and was like a judge to have, you know, flicked off his forearm. So, Saka ends up uh, stepping up. I mean, I was, you know, way, I don't know, for some reason, I was just feeling also, maybe it's like the, the way the game was also panning out and, and now it was like against the run of play getting a penalty. I thought he was now gonna, you know, you know, get some sort of command again. But I mean, I don't know if it was the nerves that got to him, or whatever. But he ends up shanking the ball wide, and also missed the penalty. That still says, yeah, it was like an unlikely penalty. I mean, he always places it low in the corners. Yeah, but I don't know what he was trying. They like, <laughs> like I'm waiting for the net to bulge, and then I just saw the ball going, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And you can see that 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 West Ham stadium was rocking, and like the fans were like. Getting behind, and you could just see it, this, this, you know, yeah. unlike you know, with Arsenal against uh, Liverpool and Salah, missed it's like you know that lifeline where you just sparked into action. 
Yeah. I just like you that to West Ham and West Ham are like, you know, this is it. This is going to be our moment. And then I like, got two minutes later, Arsenal miss out the defending from another Kufa long throw. Kiera ends up getting a flick on and uh, Jared Bowen ends up nipping in at the far post, smashes past Ramsdale 2 2. Do you think he could have maybe gotten a better hand to it, or do you think that you know, yeah. the way he hit the ball he and he smashed it into the ground? That's what made it so awkward for him. So, because you could see he was trying to parry the ball for a corner, but with that ball and that speed, because look, he was also generating speed the way he was like chopping on down on the ball. Uh, what's in it, Bowen? So, I mean, so that's why you can see Ramsdale's hands like all like half pushed it against the post and in, but I mean, again. A total calamity in the defense, like to allow even like the whole thing to play out like that. Yeah, I don't know how you felt it too, too, but I just felt angry, I felt stressed, I felt you know, panicked. Like, you know, when I, I just had to kind of try to pick myself up and say, okay, you know what, there's still time left. You know, maybe we wake up and can turn this thing, this thing around, but we just seemed all off all, all over the place in West Ham, looked like they were ready to get a third. Yeah, too many hits were dropping, and in, in a way, I, look, I didn't say anything like to my son in it, but I could see here's a storm coming because there was already no control <clears throat> in midfield, disarraying defense, nothing really, or toothless going up front. So all of a sudden, now you can see now it's all like just hanging on, and now it's like, you know, that thing that we always talk about the box on the ropes, now it's like just taking body shots and letting West Ham really come at us. And I mean, uh, that 57th minute, that was like, what, three minutes after they went uh, to made it 2 2. Again, 57 minute, Bowen ends up jinking down the, the byline, fires across goal. Luckily, I mean, for for Arsenal, there's not one West Ham player in sight because I didn't, don't think they even expected Bowen to get that far down the byline and sort of get a, a shot across the six-yard box of the Arsenal goal. And it's starting to become very stressful and you're just watching this side and you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, do these guys have what it takes to become champions because... All like, I mean, all of a sudden the performance is dropping. It's like, you know, this is not the Arsenal we've seen the season at all. Like the Arsenal of the season, you know, you would feel calm. There was a calmness about it, but this is the first time I've seen. Like I said, this past two games, how panicked we are. Like you said, like a boxer in the ropes. I mean, Arsenal, the season has been a team that you know they come at you again. But it's like they were, they almost like caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. They didn't know what to, to to do, and it was just it was it was frustrating watching this now. And you're just trying and hoping that you know yeah. somehow we 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 break the deadlock. Do you think it's also like a situation where look I look I'm looking and I just write off our chances. I mean I believe it right until the thirtieth thirty eighth game of the season. That is how I support this team, but. My thing is, this is now my thing I want to ask you, as well as, like, I mean, our listeners can also answer themselves. <coughs> Do you think the eye of the, the players at the moment, that being like, that being said, it's like part, you know, of a young team, the eye is also like one eye is on the finishing line already instead of watching the game at the end that they're playing? Because I just, I, I just think that that is where they're losing their, their concentration a bit. Because only they know it's in their grasp that that title, but it's like instead of seeing off your opponent first and foremost, the eye is already thinking, yeah, we can you know take our foot off the gas a bit, and you know uh, play ourselves now through you know through the gears and you know to the finishing line uh, until the next day. But I mean, when you watch Man City, they they see that the game is dead. There is nothing left for the opponent to get out of it. Like no embers, they put that fire totally out of the opponent. 
and then they control the game, and then they take off all their big guns, and that's how they control the game. But it's like with us, it's like also like with with it's going to lead us also now to to um the substitutions of Arsenal. Yeah, it didn't even like some of that stuff didn't even make sense at that times. Like not only the, like the time frame, because look, if if we were already looking out totally out of it by the fourth to seventh minute. When when uh, that guy is having like the freedom of the, the the London Stadium and the wings that above it, why is Arteta not making it the subs at the end then? Because for me, the party as as you said now earlier, on, he's it was partially gone with with that concentration wise. Then Jesus was like doing almost like tiring himself faster than he was doing anything on the match because playing so deep. So Trossard and Jorginho comes on, but also like leading to that also before just before the subs. I just started down a minute, like a few couple of minutes where since the first minute there was a straight pass from Odegaard where it looked like he didn't even like care. He just like kicked the ball. I mean everybody was now going in a forward motion, trying to, you know, cause this whole wave going forward. But he plays uh, like a thirty or forty yard pass that's going behind the play that he was supposed to pass to. And then of course yeah, there was yeah. a moment where Gabriel and then Ramsdale had a kind of I wouldn't say Argument, but they had a, a couple of glares at each other because the yes, justification yes. because of of how they were getting panicked into that era. If I go back to your first point, I think it comes down to that inexperience. You know, I, I don't know if it's also fatigue to an extent where you know these guys think they can just kind of you know push forward a bit, um, just to kind of save legs, you know, and think that the game is done. I mean, I thought they would have learned their lesson against Liverpool, but. Like you said, you know, maybe Saka also could have come off instead of Jesus because, yeah. you know, he, he just didn't seem to also... Like, I don't know if what happened, you know, because players' heads didn't seem to be there. I don't know if it's also that they have the eye on the City game as well. You know, as a young team also, maybe they're looking... You know, they say, yeah, game for game, game for game, game for game. But they could also be... The eye could be focusing on the City game that's, that's you know... Everybody's saying it's the decider, so it's almost like they're looking also there. They think this game is done, they can focus on City, but it's coming back to haunt him all the time. And like you said, you know, Saka should have maybe come up. And, and, and another thing, I think, you know, you made it so good point. You say, you know, Man City wraps the game up, they take their players up. How much time did Arsenal gone 3 4 0 up sometimes or 4 1 up? And they still, you know, persist keeping Saka on. Keeping Martinelli on, keeping Xhaka on, you know, instead of rotating those guys, bringing them up, you know, giving them a half break, even if it's a half or, or 40 minutes break or 30 minutes break, sorry, 25 minutes break. Yeah. It's like Arteta plays them almost to the bone. Yeah. And these guys also are probably tired because if you think of it as well, I mean, you can't say they're tired, but you, you, you look at them playing in the Europa League as well. They were playing in the Europa League, like, you know, Arteta, they left themselves short where they had to, you know, play Saliba in the back line. They had to play Gabriel in the back line. They had to play, um, you know, they had to play um, Zinchenko in um, more games. But yeah, to come. So it was, it's, it's, I think it's a collective thing. And I just think this, these guys need to pull themselves toward themselves because, you know, they could find themselves in big trouble. Yeah, and I mean, like 70th minute, Arsenal break 3v1 against Wester. Saka ends up, you know, choking his decision, decides to rather go for the shot himself or the glory. He ends up shooting straight at Fabianski. And I mean, I think Trossard was almost like, you know, with arms in the air somewhat. 
you know, because I think he was the, the, the free outlet on the wing. And I just thought, like, you know, that, that, that looked almost like a very, just a tired decision from Saka. Because, as you said, now, I think he's also a, a player, he's one of our brightest talents, but I, I just think at times Arteta plays him to a point where, you know, you know, like you got a, a fancy toy and, and you're just playing it until you're like wearing already the parts now. Because I think he's somebody, because I, I, I think what would, would even be more beneficial for, for Saka himself is like, let him rest the game, but then you bring him on like with a 15-minute cameo or something exactly. for like one or two games, and then you 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 know let him build up, build up, and then you then you put him in again as the main guy. And that's what you should, which Arteta should have been doing with his squad from the get go. Yes. I mean, not the start, but I mean, you do that. Uh, that's how people also you blend people into the squad. So when the time comes for them to fit in, like you know when you know there's an injury to it. I mean, they fit it. I mean, Tommy, yeah, so even like, you know, he, he looked lost at times when he played because he was only called upon at certain points and he had to find his feet again. But like you said, you let Saka take a bit of a break. You let Trossard play on the right hand side because Trossard was playing with confidence. He had form. He was, you know, assisting game after game. And all of a sudden, you just say, nah, you know what? Jesus is fit. I'm yeah. putting you there now. I mean, like you said, Saka has been. Tired. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, even against against when we played was at Leeds, he didn't seem himself. Yeah. Um. Then 77 minute, another chance for West Ham. This time Bowen ends up getting through again through the Arsenal defense. As he starts lining up to shoot and gets his shot off, Tierney makes a fantastic block. And they, I mean, again, that shows you what on, on what sort of knife edge this game is. And this was a game that should never even had gone to this sort of levels because. We should have seen him off already in that first half, or in the first quarter of the first half. Yeah, no, it's it was becoming very stressful, and like the substitution, like you say, um, it was like you know you you look at the bench, and and no disrespect, you know, obviously Reese Nelson made a big you know part in that Bournemouth game, but now you're taking Martinelli over Reese Nelson, and and then you know you kind of already feel that, and then Tierney for Fabio Vieira as well. And, you know, Vieira, it seems like like it's not the type of game you throw him onto because it's it's a fight. And and, and Reese Nelson also, you know, he's he hasn't had, he's been short of a bit of game time as well. And now you're asking him to just you know create something again. And then in the 82nd minute, Antonio also ends up clipping the crossbar of Arsenal. Oh, God, it was all hands on deck for us. Then 90th minute, I mean, for me, I call it the zero sins. Uh, Substitution. We Eden Ketia just comes back from injury and he gives him like what just under five minutes to play. I mean, you know, then you rather that you come on like with twelve or whatever minutes to go, but don't just throw him like that. I mean, what could he have done then in that time? He's just getting smothered out in the game. Yeah, it was it was really frustrating and. Like, you know, I, I know, like you said, like, yeah, you're, you, you, you're going to game 38, and, you know, that's also, you know, in my heart, that's where I had to go, but you could just feel, like, I don't know if it was just, you know, in this team, they just didn't have this fight to, to carry on, and you just was wondering, you know, can these guys carry on the fight, you know, or is this just a minor blip? I mean, I was, <clears throat> I was actually looking even up front already with a <coughs> Excuse me. The body language of the players also, 
Because by the time uh, Thomas Party was already his head was gone, you also look like the rest of them. Like Odegaard was like looking. I don't know. Look, I would. I don't say he's just lost it completely, but it's like his concentration levels was also gone because he was like looking more despondent and almost like mopey or, or you know on the field. That's how you saw him. Yes, no, I, I, I know that's not like him. He's always been a guy that's kind of, um, you know, always lifting the others up. So I've, I've never had any issues with him. But like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened. Like I said, these guys, I don't know, did they get to see bad news or something like that? Or, 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 or they told that Man City is getting a 15 match, 15 point deduction or something, that they know that the league is almost done because. That's how these guys are playing, like they've won the league. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing that's doing my head in also at the moment is like when you watch them, like when we in and around our box, when they're doing those little back flicks, and then I think this is the wrong place. And the, the scoreline is still too tight to even do stuff like it where you're on a showboat. And then, and one thing that I noticed is that it's almost like it's kind of been phased out in, in, in the way we play in the last, like, <coughs> excuse me, the last two games. There's no periods of just possession where we not and I'm not talking of knocking the ball in your own half like 10, 15, 20 times like that. I'm talking of we going up to the box of your opponent and then you're knocking the ball about there. Then in the midfield you're knocking about. But because you know, you're almost like you're making the, your opponent despondent, but we almost like allow them to come onto us in our own half. Then all of a sudden we get ourselves into a muddle or whatever, and then you know the the, the shit hits a fan because now everybody's now flooding in, as, like when, when the opponent does a, a fast, you know, a very fast high press, and then we start struggling to get the ball out. And it's an interesting comment that one of the pundits also made, I don't know what it was, he said, you know, there was a point where the season where Arsenal, you would kind of, you know, almost think, nah, this is, this is points drop. But now all of a sudden you look at Arsenal, if you play them, you fancy yourself now again. You know, yeah. Versus City now at the moment, too. You know, now all of a sudden teams are like almost fearing City as they're eating into the stride. But with, with all of a sudden, like, you, you look panicked almost against Arsenal. You feel like, you know, here's something available. And, you know, it just seemed like Arsenal wasn't going to get that winner. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the game ends up just petering out to a draw, a disappointing draw. Uh, Arsenal stayed like, you know, four points ahead of City still. So this will have the game in end. So we move on now to the match tomorrow. I just want to make note of something. I mean, you know, Arsenal's dropped two points against West Ham. Um, they've dropped three points against Everton when we lost at, the, at Goodison. That's, you know, that's five points dropped. And they drew to 20th place Southampton, which is seven points dropped. I mean, you know, points does get dropped at, you know, at some point, but... You know, to drop seven points against the bottom five clubs in the Premier League, you know, seven points, you never know where that, even yeah. half of that amount of points could have taken you. But yeah, we're going to face 20th place Southampton now at the Emirates. Yeah, top means bottom in this fixture that will have so much importance now, you know, tomorrow night. Also, we'll need to shake off this rut that we currently in. And I mean, one of the, the one shocking stat that I saw also leading up to this game now. Arsenal and Southampton haven't kept a clean sheet in five matches. Um, the top players for Southampton at the moment, Ward Prowse, 7.2, Lavia, 7, uh, yeah, 7 on the dot. Then Bella Kotschap in defence, 6.9. The goals always comes from Ward Prowse with 7, Che Adams with 5, and Alcaraz with 2. 
Um, I think the uh, main factor for me in this match is like something that I mentioned now before was just get control of this game. I mean, it's going to be a home game. The Emirates card is going to be behind you. But just control the game first and foremost and, you know, absolutely blow away the opposition. No little, you know, no little intricate or over-intricate stuff, over-complicated stuff. Just get the job done. Like the three points. And, you know, just if you, if you can boost your, your goal difference, boost it. Use This is an ideal match for that. Yeah, I know. No, no secret with your stats that you said about the clean sheets. And there's been since the Rob Holdings entered the play. I mean, since he's been playing since the Palace game. And, you know, we haven't kept a clean sheet since then. I mean, I know he's not his fault, but I think there's a bit of issues here in that back line. But like you said, now it's about starting strong, you know, not allowing Southampton to get into the game because they demoralized. But you also need to remember they are fighting for their lives to stay into the Premier League. I mean, they're going to give it their all. And if Arsenal think it's going to be a gimme three points, they're mistaken. Yeah. They need to go out there. They need to show everybody their title credentials. You know, put one, put two. And you know, it's going to be a bit fragile at two because, you know, mentality-wise, you know, could this happen again? Put the third one, the fourth one, and that's it. You know, then you then you pull your players off where you need to pull off because I know we want to look at goal difference. We're playing City on, on Wednesday. But, you know, pull your players then off. You know, give certain other players and run around to get the feel in case they need to be called upon, you know. But get the three points. Put the points on the board. Put seven points there. You know, City still have to go and get the seven points regardless of, you know, how they do it, you know, when they do it. You know, points on board is points on board. And I mean, for me, like, what does now happen is, like, when you look at the sort of remaining uh, fixtures, it's now not become, like, uh, what they would say, uh, every game is like a cup final. Now, all of a sudden, every game is almost like a banana skin because, you know, <laughs> is this now the, 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 the game where Arsenal trip up? Because as confident as I want to be or as I can sometimes be with Arsenal, it's like now you think, like, yes, I'm going to go 100% confident that we can see off Southampton, but then you see when the players don't want to turn up or... or uh, kind of shell shocked or stunned or whatever, because that's how to see a, a, a total reaction. Like you know, after that, that that Man City defeat, they came out strong, and I mean, they looked that, that mindset looked like you know, like beast mode. But it's not like now it's like just kind of petered off, even though they unbeaten now also for not quite a stretch now. But it's not like I mean, there's been no games where we could have lost either of that that Liverpool and and, and West Ham games. Yeah, I know we are done for dear life. I. Like I said, I don't know when last you've seen an Arsenal. I mean, we lost to City 3-1, yeah? And we never held on for dear life like that. Yeah. Like, we were literally under the gosh this past two games. But yeah. I don't know what happened. What changed? What could have changed? But, you know, three points is three points now. And, you know, if I, I don't know how you would feel, you know, if Arsenal don't pick up three points... Do you still think that you know uh, we 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 have a shot for the for the title, or do you start having yeah. doubts if we, we draw, we lose, as, you know? As confident as I am, if if we screw up this like the game tomorrow, then I don't think there's a really a chance that we're gonna be really affecting the race because then it's now totally gonna be Man City to to lose because I just think we've had too many breaks and and, and also like chances to to distance ourselves from them but it's like every time when we look like we're going to open up again 
I mean, look, City is already in the sort of juggernaut mode where they, they, I mean, who even can stop them? I don't know. I mean, the only thing I think their worst enemy could be injuries. That's it. Because, yeah. like, on the field-wise, they will totally wipe the floor with anybody so far. Because yeah. Bayern looked mediocre against them. Uh, well, I mean, in the last few fixtures that I've watched out of them, like, in the league, Leicester weren't really much of a, a competitor. And neither was Southampton also. They, they, they played Liverpool, and they played Southampton, and they've played... Um... Like you mentioned now, also, um, what was that now? Um, Leicester. And yeah. I mean, to beat Liverpool 4 1 as well, you know? City, like, I was hoping, like, Liverpool could even eke out the draw, and I saw it was 1 1 at the stage, you know, thinking, uh, I obviously wasn't watching the game, what an honeymoon, but then, you know, you see the score 4 1. Then, then I watched City's game uh, on, on, on Saturday, you know, just. To, to a point where the game almost becomes out of reach. Ten minutes in, I'm putting the TV open and saying to myself, what is this I'm watching here? And, you know, now they're going to go play a semi-final after knocking out um, Bayern Munich. And then we go to the Etihad. Yeah, crunch time at the Etihad on Wednesday night. I mean, I think, you know, like, a uh, margin of error for this, like for the, for the lads especially, must be, you know, close to zero because, I mean, they need to almost, like, sort of give us a, a performance where, you know, something that, that, that we saw when, when Arsenal played their 97-98 season, that sort of mentality, when they went to, when Arsenal went to Old Trafford in the 97-98 season where a lot of people also didn't give us hope for that, that game. And by hook or by crook, they end up, you know, grinding out the game. And I think that sort of mentality we need because... I just think that that sort of thing is what, what's been lacking that, that lacking that, that, that sort of grit that you need to see you over that that final you know few fixtures because I think like for me even now that Southampton and 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 um, City game for me either six points or four points that should be the target for that too. I mean I, I know I've been saying yes game by game but I just think with these two fixtures are so high profile right now even though yes. I would have thought we're going to say even like a Southampton game. But the thing is, points need to be gotten on the board. And then, of course, you have to see that you s- somehow, you know, stifle uh, City. But not stifle when you're going to sit back. You have to also like play them at your own game. Because if you watch a bit of that, that game of yesterday, just watch yeah. how Coleman was, was getting through. I mean, yeah. at times you could see, because I just thought to myself, now that is the way a winger should be playing. If you yes. Want, if you want to play and beat City. No, the thing is, our our wingers are sometimes not that direct. I mean, they, I mean, I watched the game as well. Where Coleman, he turned a kanji, a kanji didn't know where he was, and he just can't like they didn't know how to handle Cooper. City seemed a bit panicked yesterday. Yes, like uh, that upper Meccano that just gave Allen that chance, but City were rattled. I mean, you know, if if they didn't have that three 0 buffer. You know, you could have seen them being a bit panicked if if, if, if Bayern had to get a goal, even if they were even if they had a two-goal lead or something like that. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. But fuck, you know, you you if if you look at it, you know, this West Ham game was that kind of a mess up. I know it would have gone to goal difference, but City's goal difference at this point, you know, is far superior. So, you know, you look at it this way that not much has changed. The, the, the assignment still stays the same. You have to pick up a point at the Etihad or try to beat them. But yeah. if it doesn't go our way, you know, you have to look at it also and, and, and 
look at it from this point of view. You know, a lot of people were were saying Arsenal, like you know, have to win every game to win the title, and and fair enough. But I mean, to expect a team to go, I think what was it, it would have been like sixteen games unbeaten or fifteen games yeah. unbeaten to the end of the season, not unbeaten, you know, to have a hundred percent record um, unbeaten all the way till the end of the season. I think is a bit unrealistic to a point as well because you're going to mess up somewhere. Unfortunately, it was two goals we gave away, two goal leads twice in a row. But, you know, look at City last season, you know, for now, the last few games of the season. Yes, they drew to Liverpool at Anfield. Then I mean, at Anfield at the Etihad. They also drew to West Ham, ironically, also missing a penalty and drawing 2-2 in the last few games of the season. So, you know, City also need to now go and win 15, 16 games in a row to in order to win the Premier League. If they manage to do that, I mean, oh, like how do you, you 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 can't compete to the team that that goes and does it. It's not almost possible. I mean, they have a striker that's banging in close to almost 40 Premier League goals. So, you know, City, I'm sure, and I have that one slip up. You know, maybe it's against Arsenal where, you know. They lose concentration because the eyes maybe on Real Madrid also. That you know we, we we slip they slip up against us and we 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 pick up points and suddenly pull them away from home. The eyes facing on Real Madrid still, you know at the Premier League it, it, it's it's a lot easier of that game against Man City. But also you know I have nightmares of St James's Park as well. So mm. you know like you said I think it's important to get that four points four to six points. You know, anything else we're on the back foot. Yeah. Okay, with that, I mean, I don't have any talking points really for this pod today. So, with that, let's hope we can see off Southampton tomorrow and then, you know, really get everybody behind the lads for the game on Wednesday night against City. Come on, you Gunners. Come on, you Gunners. <laughs>